made me feel guilty because I was just like, man, John's camera looks so good. I need to fix my shit. <laughs> fix my no. lighting, fix everything. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, crap. I, I, I need to show up. <laughs> Wait, what happened? It looks good right now. No, 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 it looks good. It, I wasn't intending it to look this good. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> and then I saw John. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I need to make it look good. Yeah. But seriously, dude, gotta... this this looks nice. Like, this looks high production. It's so funny, though, that it looks like we're in the same office. Look at the, yeah. the, the wood, <laughs> the, 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 the wall. In the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, All right. So we're, we're just going to jump right in since I'm recording. Right? Okay. Anyway, so. Welcome to another episode of the Coffee Creators Podcast, and I have a special guest today, and his name is John Imperial. And the topic for today is something that I know a lot of creators have been thinking about, maybe afraid, they're, they're afraid of even just saying it out loud or maybe sharing it with, sharing it with their friends or, or family or, you know, you know what I mean. But basically, the topic is taking the leap from being a part-time creator to a full-time creator, which John Imperial did about a year ago. So he's right here right now in the podcast to share his journey so far, thus far, and the things that he's learned. And I just kind of want to pick his brain because everyone's different, right? Everyone's very different, different experiences. Nothing is really guaranteed. Like if I tell you to take the leap, I mean, things could happen in a very different way from what I've experienced. So I'm really curious to see what John has experienced, and if he thinks he made the right choice. Uh, I just want to say, John, before I <laughs> before I started the conversation, it's so hilarious that we look like we're in the same office. So if you guys are watching the video <laughs> yeah. podcast, John and I look like we're in the same office. We have very similar aesthetics. We have the dark walls, <laughs> even the same size frames, I imagine. Yeah, the frames in the back. In the back. The yeah. frames are the same, and the wood slats. Actually, here's the thing, everyone. For those of you who have seen my video, the um, the garage makeover, um, the inspiration for this wooden slats came from John Imperial. So he he was the Aww. first one that I've seen, yeah, that, who actually incorporated this look in his home office. So I'm like, dude, I think I think I want that look. I want to try that. So look yeah. at that. You've uh, inspired me, and <laughs> I want to say thank you for that. But anyway, welcome to the podcast, John. Thank How are you? you? Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm doing good. Appreciate that compliment there. Um, the shout out. I mean, yeah. you've, ex you've um, inspired my setup too. So. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Back in 2021. So it just goes in circles, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Full circle. There you go. Yeah. Full yeah. circle. Um, so John, it's been about, I would say a year since you. Yes. A since we, over. a little over the year since we had that conversation. So you want to give them a backstory of like what happened or what you used to do and what you currently do? Okay. Yeah. So I was an architect and I still am an architect. Uh, I still have my license and I was working for a job. I was doing YouTube part-time. And then last year I made the leap. I quit my job and the whole idea was I was going to start my architecture firm so that I have the flexibility to, you know, take whatever time I need to pursue content creation. And what ended up happening was early this year, I got busy with architecture for like the first three months. After that, it just slowed down. And, you know, the economy that we're in, no one's really wanting to build. Everything's expensive. And so I found myself like needing to pivot more to towards content creation than I thought. And that's pretty much what I've been doing for, you know, the rest of the year, like nine months or so. Mm -hmm. so yeah. And so, so it's been crazy. 
<laughs> it's been crazy, I bet. Yeah, it's been, yeah. <laughs> it's been a crazy journey, I, I'm sure of it. Um, take me back to that day that, if you don't mind me sharing, like I remember you texting me just randomly one day, and you're like, hey, can I, can I get like 30 minutes? Uh, yeah. And I wanted to ask, um, I wanted to get your advice. And I was yeah. like, Are you oh, sure it was three minutes, what? not three hours? It's probably three it hours. It ended up being like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but it was like, it's supposed to be like a short conversation, but we ended up talking yeah. for a while. Yeah. But the, the story of it is that John was debating if the right move was to actually go full time. So um, yes. walk me through that. What, what was going through your head during that time? Like, what made you, first of all, I guess, what made you um, consider it? Actually, you kind of did that. You kind of said that. And then, Take me through the steps of your if you're thinking of um, maybe I should just ask ask someone's advice or someone's um, uh, opinion first before I decide. Yeah. And the feelings that you're, that were going through you. So because I know there's a lot there's a lot that goes through your head and your heart even when you're making that decision. Oh, for sure. And so a lot of creators are feeling that. So if you can somehow shed some light as to what that experience was, I think that might be helpful for some people. Yeah. Um, I mean, a little backstory too, if you guys haven't heard my story, right? Like back in 2018, I was looking for an out already. I realized architecture was not the end all be all for me. And I realized that I need to do something else on top of being an architect. Like I couldn't just be an architect 24 seven. And so I was already kind of in this journey of trying to find what that thing is. And I stumbled upon creating a YouTube video, iPad for architects. And then, you know, it had relatively good, like, traction. It, it gained, I think, 60,000 views from zero subscribers. And so I was like, wait, I, I'm onto something here. And I fell in love with the whole content creation journey. And so I was doing that as I was a full-time architect. And slowly but surely... Um, I was just kind of, the, the channel was growing. And when I was thinking of the next journey for me, you know, like the whole quarantine thing, COVID and whatnot, I was thinking of how can I continue pursuing both, but on my own terms, because I can't expect my boss to comply with, hey, I'm going to be out. I don't know when because I'm filming. And I don't know what my schedule is going to be if I can work even eight hours. And so my mind kind of just started, you know, thinking. And it was pretty obvious at that point in time that I should. Well, I can say this benefit of hindsight. It was obvious. But at that time, like one of the options that were ahead of me was, why don't I start my own firm so that I can pursue content creation? But, you know, just like everybody else, I was worried about man, I studied five years to get this degree. I took five exams to get my license. And I'm like, now it felt like I was going to throw it away. And so I felt like I had to say like, oh, I'm going to start my own architecture firm. I mean, that, that's, that, that was a dream. So I did that. And, you know, I'm connected to Michael. And as I was talking or as I was thinking of like who I can talk to, and I know you've transitioned too from like being a graphic designer to doing a um, full-time content creation. And that's when I reached out to you and I thought you were the perfect person to ask about transitioning or at least doing more of content creation than graphic design, right? right. And so, yeah, I was definitely worried, scared of like the finances. This is more like a 
commission kind of work, like a contractual type of thing. So all of what has been taught to me as security when it comes to being an adult is opposite of what content creation is. No 401k, no health insurance, no benefits, right? And no monthly salary. And so I was definitely hesitant, just like as anyone would be. But yeah, surprisingly, it's been a little over a year because I left. And you're still here. I quit. Yeah, I quit my job September 2021. So it's December 2022 right now. The recording of this video or podcast and... I'm still alive. <laughs> You're still alive. <laughs> now, there's yes. actually, um, I want to point out two things, right? Or one, one important thing, I think. So some people might be thinking the only way that you could, there's a couple of train of thoughts with, with this whole process, I feel. Uh, one is you switch, you transition fully to um, full-time content creation because you are you believe in yourself. You believe in what you, you can offer and what, you know, your growth and everything. The other one is out of desperation, right? It's like, there's nothing else that I can do. Um, And also, I think if you're in the extremes, right, you're extremely confident, you believe in yourself, in in your vision uh, so much that you're willing to just dive right in. Um, I was definitely on the opposite side, out of desperation, because I didn't have any clients, I didn't have any other skill that I could actually write down and say, I'm really good at this. You know, I'm, I'm very, the only thing that I'm good at, if I'm being honest, is I'm good at adapting to my situation. Mm. I think that's the only real skill that I am comfortable of uh, saying uh, about myself. And so I, f- I fall on the, under that category. John mm. was kind of, you're kind of in the middle, right? And yeah. I think a lot of creators feel the same way. They have a good job. They have a good career. They've invested so much, so much time, money, and everything else towards their the direction of their career. And to like what John said, you know, to to just put it to the side and say, you know what, I'm gonna do something else. Feels like a betrayal, right? It could, it might feel like a betrayal for some people. So if you feel that way, um, I'm curious, John, like what made you I guess, what was the threshold where you decided, you know what, I love architecture and I, I, I'm i very good at it. I've invested so much of my life into mm-hmm. it, into the education, the training, and I've built my clientele. But what was the, um, the point where you're like, it's time to consider going full-time? Like, because I know you don't hate architecture. I know you, you, yeah, you love no. it. It's, it's part of who you are, but... Um, what was that inspiration that that made you really decide? I think what what really like put me over was just the the channel was growing and I had this thought of it boiled down to this thing like if I were to stop YouTube and then the whole content creation and focus on architecture I'm probably not going to go back to content creation or it's going to be harder for me like the risks how do i say that okay like if i were to stop doing content creation and pursue architecture i feel like i wouldn't be able to go back as easily into content creation later down the road 
when I have more responsibilities, whether that's like just life in general, kids, whatever. And in the future, or in the opposite of that, if I do content creation right now, the risks are so low. And I literally had to write that all down. And I talked to you about all of that, like <coughs> pros and cons. Yeah, I remember. And, yeah. Yeah. And I was just thinking that worst case scenario, three, six, three months, six months, nine, 12, whatever. I can always go back to architecture. And if I'm starting my own business, I can start and stop whenever I want anyway. And so mm -hmm. I was just like, you know what? Strike while the iron is hot. Is hot. Yeah. And just see where this configuration can take me. Because I am enjoying it. And I do love it. And, you know, like, I, it, it's hard because you never... I've been thinking about being an architect for 20 years or whatever at this point. Since I was like 12, right? But I didn't think about YouTube at all. I never yeah. considered that. And so like, it was just like, suddenly it came up to me and there's this opportunity, the channel's growing, there's good feedback from people. And I'm like, I should just keep doing this and keep trying. And then on the other side of that, not that I didn't have clients, the economy that we really just have, people are just like not as willing to spend. And at a certain point, architects can be a luxury to people, mm -hmm. which I don't think that should be the case, but that's how it is. And so it made it easier for me to just say, let me try this content creation thing, even though I'm worried. And the biggest, biggest, biggest thing is my wife also supported me in that and mm -hmm. like agree that, okay, yeah, you should do it right now. All else fails. You can find another job. You can pick up a, whatever gig you need to, if you can't make me, uh, make and ends meet. Right. And okay. Yeah. So, let me let me put a marker on this this topic right yeah. now because here's another um, I would say contrast between John and I, and that is aside from the fact that this for me was out of desperation, right? It was out of like the need to support my family and myself, and um, just even just finding myself, like finding the thing that I feel like I could be good at. Because for the for most of my life, I never I felt like I was never good at anything. John, I know can relate to this. Like we joke around about being like multi-passioned. Actually, yeah. John was the one who who reminded me that it's not instead of calling it the jack of all trades, because it makes me feel bad whenever I say I'm a jack of all trades, but I'm a, a master of none. It's like yeah. I'm useless. You know what I mean? But yeah. John rephrased it. He's like, it's not. It's, it's about being multi-passioned and no one told you that you shouldn't be multi-passioned. As a matter of fact, that's actually yeah. great, right? So that's, a, that's another great thing. But what I wanted to, um, <clears throat> to bring up is when, John, you said that your wife is very su supportive. So my wife is not vocal when it comes to like support. She's not vocal. She supports me in yeah. a very different way. But I want people who are listening to this to understand that you don't need someone to support you. It's amazing if someone does, but that yeah. can also become a problem. That can be a problem later down the road because, okay, let's paint the, the first scenario, right? Like for me, no one really supported me because I would, didn't believe in myself. So why would anyone else believe in me? So I think that was mm -hmm. the biggest problem. The biggest problem always came back to me because I never believed in myself. So why would my wife believe in what I was doing? So I had to convince myself first, like I can do this. And for me to convince myself, I needed to start. I needed to do something. 
I needed a test, right? And I, I needed to pass that test. I needed to get better. And as that went on, like, I found myself using the, the excuse that no one supported me. I mean, it started to fade away because when I was younger, I used to say that a lot and like, oh, I could be doing this, but then no one supports me. And then I realized that I'm just using that as an excuse to not do anything. So instead, one day I'm like, let me just do the thing that I always wanted to do and try to get better. And so the only mm -hmm. test there was a test, you know, for myself. And as I got better, um, any support that I got after that, I just appreciated because I didn't need it to begin with. I mean, it could have been nice, right? It could have been nice, but it's not their fault for not supporting me. It was my fault for not believing in myself first. And then people yeah. know this. People know this when you don't believe in yourself and you're asking for their support. It's like, it's just hard. It's just hard. But people will support you when they know you're trying, when you're trying your mm. best and they want you to win. So in my experience, it was like that. It was like, okay, I need to teach myself first to trust myself and to, to believe in myself. And then everything else will follow. But for John, in his experience, his wife was very supportive, which is great, but it doesn't mean it's easier for John. And this is what I was going to yeah. say, because I know some people that have very supportive partners. But then there comes a, a point in your life where you have to decide that what you, whatever it is you're doing shouldn't be for anyone else but for yourself. Because no matter what, uh, John's wife, Emily, would say, if jo Emily said, you should make more videos, you should make more videos. If John didn't want to make the videos, he's not going to make the videos. Yeah. He's not going to make the content. He's not going to grow. So it doesn't matter. So uh, what I just want to point out is for those who are listening who don't have any support, you can do this. And for those who have support, that's amazing. But don't use that as like your, uh, be careful. I guess what I'm try just trying to say is be careful that you, you understand that you're doing this for yourself. You appreciate the people that support you, but don't forget that you still have to do the legwork, right? Because I hear so many stories of people saying, I could have done this if only someone supported me. And then it turns yeah. in this, this cycle of, of, of them blaming someone else as to why they couldn't be where they want to be. And so these, I think, our stories are like we cover the basis of like, oh, you fall under this category, then yes, you can, it can work. Or you yeah. fall under this category, it still can work. So I just wanted to make a little, um, I just wanted to comment on that thing. And yeah. so anyway, go on with your, with your thing, John. Um, uh, actually, before that, I just wanted to say that when I asked you what was the, the kind of like the, the, the threshold, right? Um, I was trying to determine if you just felt like there was so much more potential from mm. from making uh from creating content because like you said like this was never taught in school this was never this was never a course we never considered yeah. this as a career and even last year when we were having this conversation we were kind of like eh, i don't know if people are going to take us seriously like content cre yeah. creator i'm like is that a real job but yeah. it really is it really yeah. is a real job so I want to see, for, for those who are listening, I guess, um, can you be completely honest and just, you know, if, if you felt like there was just, you just saw the potential, like you could be working on yourself and creating the content for the next five years, or you could be working on your architecture um, firm for the same amount of time. And what do you think is going to happen if you, if you chose the other? 
and work on it yeah. for the next five years. I think th- I think that's definitely a fair statement there, and I definitely thought of that. Um, how I would like to put it though is more like I saw a really good architecture practice, which is the place I worked at, and I admire my boss, my ex boss, and I love his practice. Like I have thought that this is the kind of practice I want. But then the more I stayed at that job, you know, I've worked there for seven years. Um, I realized that, hold up. I started to look at his life more than just the business, right? And I realized that I don't want to have that life. Not that it's bad. It's just not the life I want. And so if that's not the life I want, then that's not the business I want. And so it, I just kind of like started to be creative more. And that's where like the whole multi-passion thing came up. And I'm like, okay, wait, maybe I don't have to do this one thing. And then YouTube, of course, comes up and with all the promises, right, of like, oh, you get to work from home. I mean, it, it, it can be a luxury. Like, uh, like, no lie about that. Like, there's that aspect of it's nice to have no ceiling, Right. That ceiling is very high. You see people like MKBHD who's just like Mr. Beast at the top of the top. And then mm-hmm. there's us who are like slightly at the lower. But like to <laughs> see that, wow, that's that's the pinnacle of it. Yeah. And like the freedom that comes with that, the excitement, the creativity. And I he would still be able to do architecture if I wanted to. Yes. But I think I can't do full-time architecture and then a little bit of content creation. That's just me. I know somebody who does it successfully. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think... I the think key, I s- oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, I think the key of what you just said was you realize that that's not the life that you wanted. And it's yeah. all about recognizing, finding that point in your, your life where you're like, you know what? This is not the direction that I want. Because... It's yeah. so easy for us to, to to look at other people and say, that's what I want. And I think that's very normal because I do that all the time. Yeah. But then you work towards it and then you get older. You're like, wait a minute, that's not really what I want. What I want is this. And so I think one of the key lessons there um, is really listening to yourself. Like, yeah. is that what you want? Or are you just trying to follow the breadcrumbs and hoping that you land in the same spot because I promise you, I mean, I had a lot of wishes and wants when I was like, not even 10 years ago, like five years ago. And I'm like thinking about them right now. I'm like, man, if that happened, I would not be happy at all. I would not be happy. Mm. So I think it was important. It it was a crucial time. I think uh, in John's, I would say in your, in your journey, that you recognize that like what it what it what is it that you want because no one else can tell you what you want only you can tell you say what it exactly it is that that you you want to go after in life and it's just a matter of like yeah deciding like should i try a little bit of it or you know and then maybe later on if you 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 taste a little bit of uh the victory you know what i mean small yeah. wins you're like maybe i want more of those so yeah. I'm actually so since since we're on that part of that journey, right? What was the next step for you? What was the uh, the the next step after you spoke to me and then you made up your mind? Actually, how long did it take you to make up your mind? Oh, I don't. I I wouldn't know the starting point. All I know was you know 2018. I was looking at an out, so to speak, and just like trying to see like okay, how can I tr- design my life in a way that I wanted to. Uh-huh. 
that was 2018 and I didn't quit until 2021. But I already actually had planned maybe to quit my job in 2020. But then the uncertainty of the world, right, was like, oh, why would I quit right now? I mean, I'm at home. I mean, there's no projects. You know, it's like I'm still employed, but there's no job. And so um, it's funny because almost every people that I've kind of like was listening to, they all kind of flourished. I, I want to be careful when I say this. Like a lot of their businesses started during a recession of some sort or like something and they just powered Facts. through it. And then this they, is true. Yeah. After everything has settled, they're still there. Their businesses are still there. And so they're the companies that people started going to. And so in my head, I'm like, man, I'm just waiting for something to happen so that I can quit my job. <laughs> and then little did I know, like something was about to happen. And so that, I, I was, was a ready. lot that happened. Yes. It oh, was John's yeah. fault. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I didn't ask for that. But yeah, like it just, it just, I, I would say like a year at least of thinking mm -hmm. about it on and off. Of course, like I enjoy architecture. And so it's easy to go back into it and just say, oh, I'm really enjoying this. Like, why, why, why would I leave this? This is good. Like, this is fun. But then I yeah. go back again to like, I, I think we are wired to learn or to like climb. Right. Yes. Climb a ladder and just fit. Like, that's the goal. Get a promotion. But we never think about like, what life would you want to have? Is that working four hours, eight hours a week, whatever that is. Right. And so I would say like, and we were, we're, like promotions are like an awesome thing, but I, I feel like this is the best promotion I've ever had is like transitioning to full time, like content creation. Cause it's just like the freedom, the expression of like creativity, the ability to do whatever I want <clears throat> responsibly yeah. has been just like great. And okay. Yeah. Sorry. There's a slight delay. So I, I wasn't sure if you were ending your statement. No, but I was, I was. Okay. Okay. So from what yeah. you were saying, I also want to be careful with this because we're not trying to glamorize like this, um, what we do. And we're not trying to say everyone do this because it's great. I mean, it is great. We love it. And I think in any aspect of life, if you love it, you will just naturally show that you love it and it'll be, you know, amazing to some other people when they're watching it. But yeah. A lot of people, especially the young creators, would think that, oh, if I only get to the point where, you know, what, with what they're doing up to that point, then I'm, I bet I have a lot of luxuries, more time, and, it, oh. you know, all, yeah. it makes it, it's easier. It's absolutely not true. And yeah. there are perks, just like how a regular job has perks. You know, one, my, one of my favorite, there's two things that I miss the most about being employed completely honest the first one is i get to talk to other people yeah like i get to say hi to people they get to they ask me how i was and you know just like that human connection you don't get that doing this i mean at least i don't get that doing this i mean i see my kids and my wife but that's different right but no yeah. one says how are you how's your work and all that stuff the second thing is i miss clocking out like not having to think of anything. When yes. you're doing this full time, you're always thinking. You actually have to train yourself not to think. 
like just yeah. this just this morning, early early this morning at two o'clock, I woke up at two a.m. and then I'm, my brain started working. It's like, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this. And I know that the moment my brain starts working that way, I will not be able to sleep. So I had to train myself to do some some breathing techniques, basically, to calm myself down and refocus again in the moment and just fall asleep. So I've had to train myself to do this. And these are just like some of the things, right? Um, yeah. Yes, it's exciting. It's only exciting because you you see what we do, right? And that's why it's exciting because it's it's like we have this, we're also wired. I think not everyone, but I think it's natural for human beings to want to share their life, what they're doing, all the cool things that they're experiencing. And when we see that, we're like, I want that too, right? It's, it's, it's yeah. an aspirational thing, but it doesn't make it easier. So if you guys are wondering like if this is for you, actually, you know what, John, I'm, I'm actually thinking about it right now. Like most of the audience probably listening to this are of the, a, a similar mindset. Right. Yeah. That's probably why they're listening to Coffee Creators is they want to take that leap. So yeah. I guess I'm preaching to the choir at this point. But yeah. um, I guess I just wanted to dispel any sort of like false notion that. Yeah, because you don't know where a, they're at in their journey. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They, they could just be starting up and have this idea. That, oh, it's going to be so easy and smooth. Sailing. Right. Right. So I think it, right. that's still important to touch on. So what are the other things that you notice that are majorly different from being employed? Um, or even actually, this is probably better. So you kind of did the freelance thing first before you jumped into full-time uh, creation, right? Content creation. So you basically had a job and then you did some freelance work on the side. So essentially you ran a business as an architect and then you also dipped your toes into content creation What's the main difference that you would say? And uh, what are the things that you enjoy between the two? You mean being employed? or uh, Yeah, because you I know you were employed, but you were also kind of freelance, air quotes, yeah. freelance, right? Because you were accepting projects on the side. So that because yeah. that's how I ran my business, my graphic design business. I was employed and then I got laid off and then I ran a, a freelance graphic design business for two years and I was enjoying that. Um, but there are so much more that I could, that I definitely enjoyed or do enjoy, uh, creating content versus a successful freelance, um, business. What was yeah. your experience? Um, it was good. Um, I think for me as an architect, right. People go to the, the small business that I was working for, the small architecture firm. Of course, people go there to have a face to face time with the owner the architect, right? That the name is on the door and they want to deal with that guy. And so it was nice to be able to pick up some projects with the blessing of my boss to like, yeah, go take up your own, you know, so you can do some design work or bigger design work. Because of course I would still design under his name and his um, company. It's just that of course he gets all the credit, right? It's his yeah. Yeah. thing at the end of the day. And so it, it was good. It was exciting. And it was like, okay, yeah, this is, it was kind of a confirmation. Like, okay, I'm in the right field. Like, this is what I want to be doing. And that's why his business attracted more. And that's how I, I would say modeled my architecture business after, of course, took the good, took some of the bad out, but yeah, he was a big inspiration for that architecture business. And I, I would say like, I had fun. I think what really killed the excitement for that is 
at the same time, it's also like the I, I hate to say this again, but like the the economy and like the 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 things that were happening in the world, like all of my exciting projects got put on hold, got stopped. Some were built, but those weren't the exciting ones. And so it, right now, it feels like I have nothing to show for. And then all of a sudden, like on the side that I've kind of been ignoring, the YouTube is actually flourishing in this whole content creation thing. It's always getting harder and harder to like not give it attention and to just say like, this is just a side thing. This is just a, a hobby. Mm -hmm. When I enjoy it, at least in this season, more than architecture, I'm not, I would always be an architect and I know I'm probably I'm going to continue it. It's just a matter of how many projects I'm going to work on per year. But it was hard to turn away YouTube when I'm having fun there. And yeah, that's not because it's not hard work. It was just like, it felt like I was working towards a vision and a life that I want. And so that's what makes it more exciting when I wake up in the morning and I feel like, Oh, it's going to be a hard day today. It's a lot of this, a lot of scripting, a lot of like the boring stuff, you know, negotiating or whatnot or reaching out to brands. But then I think of the end goal and like, but this is at the end of this is a life that I want. It makes it easier. And so, yeah, that's where that really that's where passion question, comes in. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. It's a good that's a good answer. Like that's I think um, it what what that really frames is finding your own passion what it what is it that that drives you cuz that's a question i always ask myself even to this day like why do i get up in the morning why do i do this in a job when i used to work the only reason i did that was because i wanted that paycheck yeah unfortunately that paycheck was always consistent no matter how hard i yeah. worked no matter how early i you know i i got to yeah. work or late i stayed it was always consistent and yeah. the the kicker for me was that I realized that no matter how hard I worked that year, that entire year, from the very beginning of that year, I already know how much I'm going to get at the end of the year. Yeah. It just felt yeah. completely unfair. Not to say being employed is bad. Not, not at all. It just wasn't for me. I, and I joked around all, a lot with my wife. I would say, I don't mind being a graphic designer. However, I know I'm not going to get my Lamborghini <laughs> <laughs> by being a graphic designer i used to joke around like that because yeah. i mean i was that was partly serious like i had dreams and this was a time in my life when it was scary to even say my dreams out loud because people are just gonna laugh right like they would say oh yeah that you know it's a lamborghini you want a lamborghini but i do yeah i, I want a ferrari i want a lamborghini I, I really want those things and seeing my paycheck i mean the very small amount that i was getting from my paycheck was discouraging. And then so I had to ask myself like, okay, um, how do I get that Lamborghini? What do I do? What, what can I do? And th these are the things that led me to, to search for what is, what I find, you know, what I would consider my passion. I mean, yeah. I'm passionate about a lot of things, but one of, and one of them for sure is really just making sure that I am utilizing myself the best in the best way possible and i'm not just showing up to work so i can fill someone's seat and make someone else's dream come true which is fine yeah. but i want my dream to come true as well yeah right like i see my boss like they're driving the nice car they live in the nice house i'm like i want that too 
that's not being selfish. That's just find, uh, realizing that, you know, I want something more. And I think every human being should strive for that in any aspect of their lives, right? So yeah, in that's way. basically in whatever way, exactly. That's basically what I got from your answer. And, I, you know, that yeah. definitely resonated with me. So I, I yeah, appreciate I that. Touch, yeah. yeah, I want to touch on what you said there. I I think a lot of us um, get forced to make a decision like early on, right? Like, what are you going to be when you grow up? And so like you have to decide. And like I, I think it's okay to realize that at some point, like what you've decided to become when you were 18, 19 or whatever, is has changed when you're 28 or has changed when you're 29 or 40 or 50, right? Like, and it's okay to say like, huh, my dreams are different now. And I guess me being an architect is not going to take me to this new idea of what success is. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I was 18, success looked a different way. And so I think that's just also a part of it. It's like being able to switch and that is a huge accept part of that it, fact. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we're all scared Absolutely to like, correct. Yeah. Yeah. We're scared to fail in that aspect of like, mm -hmm. oh, I, I am an architect. And then for me to say right now, oh, I'm doing content creation. They'll be like, oh, were you a failure as an architect? Yes. Like, you know, like, <laughs> no, I actually kind of like put it all on the side because I'm enjoying this right now and I'm pursuing and this in the moment. This goes back yeah. to like um, what I said earlier. Make sure you're doing this for yourself because a lot of us, especially for John and I, like our culture, Filipino culture is a very tricky one. When we were kids, mm. you they had expectations as to who you're going to be, what you're going to do when you grow up. And it feels like a lot of the people, and it's, they're not, they don't mean anything, like they're not trying to be malicious in any way, but it's just part of the culture when they say, how come you're not an architect? How come you're doing this? Like, it's kind of like, the, there's this like whole Asian joke. It's like, yeah, what happened to Jimmy? Like, I thought he was going to be an engineer. Oh, he went to Hollywood. He wanted to be an actor. And it was like, oh, no. It's like yeah. they they want the title, right? People want the title and they want to be associated with people with titles. So I think um, for our culture in general, that was actually really, really tough. And so this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Make sure you're doing this for yourself, not because people expect you to be something or someone. So if you're in this journey and you want to, I'm guessing if you're listening to this episode and you're, you're this resonates with you, then you've probably decided that you want to eventually pursue um, content creation maybe, or maybe yeah. starting that company, creating that product, offering that service. It's not necessarily content creation. It is coffee with creators and creators is basically just anything, right? You can yeah. create a company, create a product, uh, create content. But the fact that you're listening to this now, I think tells me that you are in that road. So my question next John is actually I don't even know what to ask next but no my question my question now is since they've kind of made up their mind right like I wanted to to take that leap uh talk us through the first things that you did that made you I guess wake up the next day and you're like all right I'm doing this full time now what was the was it a gradual um transition or was it kind of like today I'm going to make all these videos i'm gonna make all these things that did you make big moves no I, i'm definitely especially now i'm a big believer in like mvps minimum viable products right and so it was definitely gradual 
I'm not gonna quit my job. I, I'm a planner in the sense that, of course, I'm not just gonna quit my job knowing that this has no legs to even like just crawl slow. Yeah, not even fly. Right. I, I'm just hoping it can crawl, and so it was definitely gradual in that sense. And I wanted to make sure that what I'm thinking of is something that people are even attracted to. And in this sense, it's contagration and it's me as a person, it's John Imperial, the channel, the person, the, the YouTuber, the Instagram person. Right. And finding that people wanted what I was putting out there, of course, gave some sort of validation, right? You're not just going to put $2 million on a product that, you know, people don't need like that's just a waste of money and resources so i am a risk taker but i still plan and so in that sense like it was gradual but then eventually of course you're gonna have to make that leap and decide like okay this this is it this is as good as it's gonna get until i put in more effort time money into it and it's just what's required of you for for it to grow or see the potential of it so does that also did that also mean that you had to say no to some client work? Oh, I'm yes, curious. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So I've said no to a lot of like the smaller projects that were coming to me because I was making mm -hmm. way for YouTube, um, mm -hmm. you know, things that would pay the bills for sure. Yes. I had to say no to and I only said yes to one exciting project, actually. Everything else I said no to and yeah, that made space for me to create on YouTube. And then what's good about my position, I think, that I didn't know at that time was I had a history. I had a track record. I wrote all of the income that I made. And so I was like, okay, I only need to make this much money on architecture and everything else I can make up from content creation because I made X amount of money last year. And so that, that gave me the boost. You know, we all try to rationalize and we try to project everything, but this is also a business that's like super unpredictable. Mm -hmm. One month you have so much, the next month you have nothing. And so it's crickets. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of trusting also like what I thought was going to work. And at the end of the day, it, it goes back to that. Like I can live with those decisions if it were to fail because I'm doing it for myself. I've already thought about everything. And most of the time, the worst case scenarios in our heads don't really happen because we have day by every day we have the ability to switch and pivot or adjust if we have to like if you're introspective enough and you're looking at oh man i'm not making as much as i think maybe i should ramp up on something or i should maybe reach out to more brands or whatever that case may be mm -hmm. but i think it's it's being um proactive that's very yes. different from Definitely different from when you I was employed. Like I was not proactive in a sense that you know I just show up and they'll give you the projects, right? And I did yeah. the work. That's all I did. But when you're doing this full time, you have to be proactive now. You have to reach yes. out. You have to find ways. And it's like this constant. It's like you're going back to school because you're constantly learning something new. You're constantly yeah. trying to better yourself. And I think this is what's amazing. That little switch in my head started to like it, it just flipped that at that moment at that today, basically, like right right now, like that switch has been flipped because when I was in school, I felt like I needed to be in school because I just needed to be in school. That's what everyone said. You need to go to school and do this. 
But now that learning process is because I know I'm benefiting from it. Like if I don't learn anything, I'm not going to benefit from it. So if I had this Mm. mindset when I was younger, I definitely would have been, I definitely would have, yeah, I I would have been a better student, I would say. But, um, you know, I'm still thankful that I'm, I'm, I guess, excited to learn new things. And that's one of the things like you have to be proactive. You have to be um, willing to learn something. And when you are willing to learn something, that also means you're willing to completely humble yourself. So, for example, like I would say I was talking to a brand. I would say, you know, let's uh, let's do this project. This is how much uh, it's going to cost. And their first reaction was like, well, first of all, that's high. And next it's like, what else are you going to do other than that? And then I realized like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of just like putting, it's like the classic lazy work where it's like, um, we want some graphic design work done. And then my instant response is it's going to cost this much and send me the files. That's like, that's just not how you run the business. Like you have to reassure your client that you're going to get the work done. You have to tell them what they're getting why it's good and after you say all of these things like that you know a five-star service basically after you you tell them all of this when you say your price it'll make sense to them because they're feeling like they're being treated like royalty so i had to learn a lot of these things too like when i'm collaborating with someone new or with a brand i can't just say oh i built this following and then this is you know that's probably one of the biggest um, hurdles when you're new to this because it's an ego thing and it's really yeah. hard to escape that without learning, without getting burned a couple of times first. Like um, you will learn like these, these, these small lessons, <laughs> just like a plane. Can you hear the plane that's yeah. flying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Like Michael's it's, jet is. I'm, <laughs> I live in an area where planes are always flying about. So, um, John, where are you? Uh, what were the biggest lessons you think that you've learned when you, cause I, th- I imagine you, uh, at that point in your life where you were employed, you freelance, you did some YouTube when you transitioned full time. I imagine that you probably felt like you already know a lot of things, but were there any lessons that you had to learn the hard way in the last year? Oh, um, I would say like, I, I already kind of, you, you hear about it. I would say like time management, not even time management, um, boundaries. That was really hard because yeah. I, you were kind of touching on this earlier. It's like, there's no off switch, like missing clocking in and out is definitely a real thing because that's a yeah. luxury. If I'm being honest, yeah. that was a luxury. Yeah. Yeah. Watching TV at night with my wife and then. My iPad kind of sits on the dining table. Sometimes, like, I watch while I'm eating or whatever. And I see it pop up with a notification. I see it light up, and I know it's an email. And it's, like, 10, 11 p.m. at night here. I get the urge to look at it, and I want to respond right away. Yeah. Because that's just how I am. I like responding to these emails, right? Whether Mm -hmm. they're reputable brands or brands I want to work with, I like to respond. And so that is a very sam- small sample size of what, how I can't clock out. Yeah. Where it's, it's, there's just no limit. And like, yeah, Boundaries, sometimes inspiration sure, yeah. strikes in the yeah. weirdest of times. You're with family gathering and you're like, 
I just need to write this on my notes or else I'm going to forget. Mm-hmm. And you just feel like, oh, I'm gonna just going to type it real quick. And so that was that was hard. And I'm not going to lie that that was just like, oh, like it comes with the business. Like to my wife, like you should put up with it. You know, like, no, you know, that's a like, real that affects that, relationships. Yeah, that's actually very true. I'm glad you brought that up because that has happened to me a lot of times. And that's one of the things that I've learned. Yeah, like it definitely put a strain in my relationship. It's like, can't you ever like switch off? And yeah. I guess I can't even remember how many times I've actually said this statement. I'm like, you don't understand what it's like <laughs> to work for yourself and, you know, run your own business like in, in this way. And yeah. in hindsight, that was un- completely unfair of me to say yeah. because they really mm-hmm. didn't know. Like they really don't know. And yeah. so I think it's um, our responsibility <laughs> to let them know, like to explain it to them in, in the most gentle way, because they're not trying to be yeah. mean. They just want you. They want your attention. Yeah. And if you think about it, right, we went on our own. So not to be overworked because we were (laughs) overworked in our jobs or whatever. And here we are, our own bosses (laughs) making the shots. Overworked. And here we are overworking. Yeah. Yeah. Again, once again, we've come full circle. (laughs) Yeah. Just like this office. It's not always greener on the other side. Like, no. Right? No. Like, there, there's definitely struggles with the whole content creation thing. I've never stressed out about finances more than, like, this Ever. this year is the most I've stressed out about finances. And ironically, yeah. like, this year is probably when I made the most mm-hmm. money, like, overall in my bi- both businesses. Mm-hmm. But it just shows you, like... Oh, you think like, oh, when I'm my own boss, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to no, like it never ends. It comes with a territory, right? I heard this one example before, right? Like we all dream of a big house with like a big yard and like maybe on an acre land. But then who's going to mow the lawn? Like you are. Now you have a bigger lawn to mow. (laughs) In Alaska, who's going to shovel the snow? Like, Like if you had a bigger house. We all want the the blessing, the, the the benefits of the life, but then the response it comes with responsibility. It comes with responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. absolutely correct. All right, yeah. I feel like we've used up most of the the time in this podcast to talk about the pitfalls <laughs> and yes. all the like the problems. Right. What I want to focus now is w- w- if if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> take the leap anymore. Yeah. Let's finally, you know, before we end, like. You know, we have like a few minutes left, but yeah. I want to talk about the perks. Let's end on a good what note. Are, yeah. Yeah. What are the favorite things? Like why we're doing this? What are the things that you absolutely love about going full time as a content yeah. creator? So I'll, I'll start off by sharing this story that I realized the other day and I sh- talked to my wife about it. When I was growing okay. up, I, 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 I thought from my earliest memories, I thought I wanted all I said was I want to be an architect at like eight or 10 years old. I thought that was my first instinct or that was the first thing I ever said. But actually what I said was, mom, what did dad do so that he can have his life? Like, what did he study to have like the life he has? And she responded, nothing. He didn't actually go to college. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. so it's like, oh, really? And it, it was like a, a moment for me, like, what? Like, okay, what if, how do I get to that point then? And it just popped up in my head the other day. Of course, the conversation was Tagalog, and it, it's better said in Tagalog, but let's speak in English. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but 
that was a light bulb moment for me. Like, man, like I've always wanted to be like my dad. He had a ton of businesses. He he like had um, freedom, control. He had, you know, he can take time off whenever he wants. He had employees, whatever. And I've always wanted to be that. And I forgot that story until recently. And that's like now looking at it, I'm like, okay, I don't have multiple businesses like he did. And I don't have employees like he did. But we're actually more similar than I initially thought we were. My dad passed away in 2010, by the way. And, you know, uh, it was, yeah, it was just like a very, like, mm-hmm. a very, like, profound realization that I had the other mm-hmm. day. That I'm like, wow, I'm like my That's dad good. right now. And I have, yeah, I and this goes to, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, so I was going to say, I bet, I bet your dad's extremely proud of you. Like, to be honest, like, I think any parent, and I'm a dad, right? Like, any parent would only dream of their children finding that thing that makes them happy. Like that's yeah. all I want for my kids. Like I want them to yeah. be extremely happy because, you know, I trust them enough and I believe in their, like the human spirit to find something, find a way, right? Mm-hmm. Like whatever it is that they're going through, they'll find a way. I just want them to be happy. Right. And I think if your dad's like looking at you right now, he's watching you. He's, he's like, yeah, that's good. That's awesome. So that's yeah. actually really good, Judd. That's really nice that um, you you like it's been a while. It's been what, twenty years, uh, ten years since your dad yeah. passed. Twelve, yeah, twelve years. Yeah, it's like you still look back at that moment when you were a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would be extremely proud if if my kids remembered me like <laughs> next Tuesday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> so no, that's good. That I appreciate you sharing that. Any yeah, other things like, that? Yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah, and then. Yeah, no, that goes into, like, what I like about it, right? It's just, like, yeah, I have freedom to be there for my wife and, like, eventually our family, what would be our family. Like, I, I get to show up in their life and really – and that's that's what I've been learning. And, like, it, it all ties up together, right? I'm able to say no to things. Like, oh, I don't have to post this video right now. I should show up for my family first. Like, those are the things that I love about what we do is the ability yeah. to do that and the ability to, like, pivot and, like, be able to adjust, adapt when we have to and really make space for what's important because too many times a lot of – there are good jobs out there, but there are companies who are like, no, you have to show up at this yeah. work regardless of what's happening in your life. And, like, really, like, that's the main thing I love about, like, what we do. Oh, I think I lost John for a second there. Oh no, what happened? Uh, I guess my A seven four overheated. Overheated. Thanks, Sony. Uh oh. Well, sorry, John. I'm gonna have the nice camera now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's okay. No, and so yeah, that was that was just like um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, just being able to like adapt or companies like demanding, but yeah, that's been really good. Um. The ability to like really show up for my family whenever, whoever, whenever they in, I'm needed, like for my yeah. friends, right? If they're struggling, yeah. they have other things going on in their life. I could just go for coffee, and th- and that's really I think would be the biggest thing for me. I'm big on like community. I'm big on like finding people. I'm big on like talking to people, and I it was easier for me to like not do that when I was employed, just because you know over time doing all other things but you were under someone else's schedule 
Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. You were under someone else's schedule. And that's, if you, once you, once you feel the freedom of being able to make decisions and, you know, being affected by those decisions, like right away, like if you say, I don't want to work today and you don't work and you're like, oh crap, I should probably should have worked. You know what I mean? Like you really feel that it's almost like instantaneous. Yeah. Um, but nothing is instantaneous in this business. It, it's always going to be, um, there's a delay. You have to practice delayed gratification before you start to reap the benefits or understand like, okay, this is why I'm working so hard. This is because you get like those little nuggets. And I think, I think that's the, one of the things that I learned. And I'm sure it's the same thing for you, John. Like in the beginning, it's not going to be a lot of wins. It's going to be a lot of little wins, like very, very small nugget size wins, but they add up really fast. And when they add up, you will also realize that these little wins, though they are little, you rarely get these little wins at work, or at least in my work. I rarely get these little um, wins that at the end of the day adds up to like this humongous win. That never mm -hmm. happens when I was, that never happened when I was employed, no matter how well I did my job or whatever. It was always like a constant battle between who's getting the promotion or who's getting the, the raise and why did I not get the raise? It was always like that because, yeah, you know, they're tightening their belts and all that stuff. It's always like there's always some politics. But um, no, I appreciate that. John. That's really great. Uh, one thing I do want to share, and I think this is you know, I've, I've thought about this, like one of the things that uh, I I love about what I do. Um, this one kind of just came to me fairly recently, and mm. it's basically part of what we do. We experience a lot of um let's just say heartaches with projects because they fail. They fail, negotiations fail. Um, sometimes they even make um, take advantage of you. Like that can cause a lot of really, really bad days. Let's just put it that way, bad days. And Michael has a lot <laughs> yep. of bad days. So, um, but however, the one lesson that I learned from all of that, especially this year, is that it's better for me to keep moving forward rather than stop and point the finger and try to rationalize why people are the way they are. Because the moment that I keep that momentum going, I realized that I am making a ton more opportunities for myself by moving forward. No one wants, no one wants to work with anyone who's just stagnant, right? Like I, I was like um, at a standstill for maybe three months because of all the just bad stuff that was happening. And I'm like, I can sit here and do this, or I can just keep moving forward. And I very slowly, it was hard, but very slowly, I realized that, you know what? Okay, this isn't going to work. Okay, fine. I'm going to work. move on to, I'm not even going to spend a minute out of the day um, thinking about like, why this person did this, or why did this brand do that? Or why did they run away from me? And whatever it is, or why did I make the mistake? I'm always making it sound like it's someone else's fault. And that's part of the problem. Sometimes it's my fault. Actually, most of the time it's my fault. And so after I learned those lessons, I've learned to really just keep moving forward, keep progressing myself, and keep just running the race. The amazing thing is that the more I did that, the more I focused on moving forward, the more opportunities actually started to show up. Yeah. To the point where I'm like, I never would have imagined last year that I would be talking to this person, I would be doing this and every year, it's actually almost that time of the year, I usually write 
big goals, like humongous goals in my notes. And at the end of that year, I would revisit them and see how many of them I got at least close to. I don't expect any of them to be accomplished, right? I just want to see how close I got. And some of them I got pretty darn close. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I didn't think this was going to happen. So that's one of the biggest perks because I could not be able, I, I would not be able to do this when I was employed. When I was employed, I'm still under someone's clock. I was still under someone's, um, someone is going to tell me whether I'll, I'll be promoted or not, right? Here, I get to, I get to, you know, choose that. And, you know, it, it's not like I'll say, I'll be paid this much tomorrow. No, it's not like that. But if I said, like this is an example, this is a long time ago. I, I said, I told my wife, okay, my goal is to earn X amount of money every month. Like X amount of money every month. And she's like, why that amount? And I'm like, I don't know. It just popped in my head. Like I want this amount every month. And she's like, okay. And then as the years went by, I look back, I'm like, I'm not in that amount yet. But I'm getting there. So I'm like, yeah, holy smokes, that's awesome. Right. Yeah. And it's it's those things that you realize that when you're doing this on your own, when you're doing this full time, you can literally dictate where your life is gonna go. And you just have to yeah. follow that path. And it's probably my favorite thing about this because anything can happen at this point. That's why yeah. my goals have gotten bigger, my dreams have gotten bigger, and they've also changed, just like what John said. Like your dreams and your goals will change as you age and as you go through life. To me, that's exactly what's going on. And I'm super excited. That and the excitement is just a byproduct of that. And so imagine now showing up to work every day because you're excited. That's something I never got to experience anywhere else. So yeah. that's my little thing. I wanted to share that. Um, yeah. Waking up, you're you're just not like. Uh oh. I lost John. I have to work. Can you hear me? Oh no! Not only did John's camera. I'm gonna mark this. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can, I can hear, hear you now. Okay. Oh. Can you okay. hear me now? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll, I'll cut that part. What were yeah. you gonna say? Um. What was I gonna say? Um. Oh. Yeah. Waking up right now, it doesn't feel like. Oh, I'm waking up. I have to work. It really is just like, oh, I'm doing something that is challenging. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, it just goes back to it's what I want. It's yeah. difficult, but it's what I want. And yeah, that, that's like super satisfying. That's super like um, life giving. And it, it, it's exciting. You really don't it's know what you don't mm -hmm. know. And th that's super cool like seeing this business seeing you right and seeing our other friends also flourishing and we don't know what's gonna happen because no one like yeah we see mkbhd mr beast as the pinnacle mm -hmm. but like we haven't seen the end of it what what else is there there's we no haven't retired seen the end youtuber yes yeah, so we retired, haven't seen like, it yet not, not not only that it's also we haven't because to us in our little narrow narrow point of view we think that that's it, like that's the direction. But so many things can happen in which I may never be nowhere. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's also totally possible that I can't even reach 100,000 followers on YouTube, for example. But I am still extremely successful and extremely happy. You know what yeah. I mean? Because the, the thing is, like when you're doing this, 
we all we all need like a, a measuring stick and currently our measuring sticks are, are those like the people that we aspire right like yeah mkbhd mr beast whatever but it doesn't mean that you have to follow that exact path exactly. like like for example right now i am my channel is extremely small compared to the people that i follow and some of the, my friends have blew past me basically in in subscriber count but first of all i'm so happy for them and the next, the, one of the reasons I'm so happy for them is because I'm also still happy, like super happy where I am because I've had opportunities that sometimes I look and I'm like, why me? Because my, my channel, my following is really small, but somehow, somewhere in, during that whole journey, I was the one who, who, um, who they picked, like this person picked, that person or that brand picked. And I'm like, that's kind of crazy. So this also tells me that the direction isn't as linear as we think. Yeah. There are so many branches to this tree. So that's really, really exciting. And yeah, yeah we also get to see cool things, right? Like we get to experience, like yeah. this is going to be a plug for John, Renz, and I. We're going to meet up at uh, next year's CES this January. So it's going to be an exciting, very, very exciting time. Um, it's going to be great. My first CES with, with friends. <laughs> <laughs> the last the last few CS I was, I was by myself and he was there but he is working um but yeah it, it's a uh, it's great so I'm yeah. super excited um anyway John yeah. I mean we could keep going on on this topic but I want to ask you if you have any advice for people who are listening that want to transition to full-time do you have any like words of advice or that, that you can share with them that might probably help them that you've learned yourself yeah Mm, I, I think the first thing is like I look back on the fears that I had set or that I had written down last year and almost none of them came true. I think we're a lot of us are too crippled by fear and we don't look at we don't value the potential, the up, the upside, the the gain that we could have with this opportunity. And I think if you find yourself in that spot and if you have decided in yourself that you might be ready to jump, I would say do it because really, if you look at, if you write your pros and cons list, I would guarantee you a lot of what's in your con list can be fixed if you just pivoted within a month time, even a week time. Like, for example, you're like, oh, I didn't make quite as much income and I really need to pay my bill. Oh. Well, I'll apply for a job or I'll DoorDash. I'll, I'll do whatever. And like a lot of them can be solved. And that's what I did. I wrote my problems. What does, what's the worst thing that could happen and how I can fix it? Fear setting, I think, is what it's called by Tim Ferriss. Sorry okay. if I'm misquoting it, but I did that. It's called fear setting. Mm -hmm. And that helped me a lot because that's that good. puts everything yeah. in perspective. Now I know if this happens, oh, this is the solution. Is that so bad? No, not really. Oh, if this happens, this is the solution. Oh, wow, that's super doable. That's good. Actually, the potential that is on the other side is so big that it was overwhelming for me that it was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm yeah. going to make that leap. And <laughs> once, you might find yourself you in the see same that, spot. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so timely that you mentioned that because last the last episode of Coffee to Creators, I was talking to Yi. And we were talking exactly about this thing about pivoting. And it's one of the lessons that I've learned. It's like you just get comfortable with the fact that things are not going to go your way. Mm -hmm. But the next step 
because okay right now if you're new and you're like oh crap like you mean if i do this full time things are not going to go your my way absolutely that's another luxury that you that being employed um, that i had when i was employed because all the 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 problem solving really happens up uh, in management they're trying to run the business i'm just trying to be one of the the wheels that make the business run so i'm not problem solving for them they just give me the job i do the job but here when you're doing it yourself you're problem solving all the time and that can be very very scary right but what john said when you come across a problem you'll learn that you'll just learn how to pivot and it's so amazing because you 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 become a very um malleable person very adaptive you know you, you know adaptable i think is the, the right word but um, you get comfortable with it being in different situations and you kind of look for those situations at this point. You're like, where else can I be? Um, where can I learn something new? And that makes you that also makes you very valuable to other people when they see that you have that mindset. So, yeah, yeah thank you for sharing that, John. That's amazing. That's actually a yeah. really, really good point. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I don't know how to end this. <laughs> But I think, you know, this is a good point to end this podcast anyway. And, you know, uh, John, this is actually not the last episode of the Coffee Creators for this year. There's one more episode that I'm planning to do. But this is the last episode uh, this year with a guest. So, John, you are the last mm. guest of 2022. Ooh, Congratulations. I was the last guest last year. With, <laughs> Were you? With Matt. Yeah, with Matt. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, that's right. I, this could be a yeah. yearly thing. <laughs> this could be a yearly thing. So... No, it's great because it's um one of the things that one of the challenges that I'm facing right now is basically how do I grow coffee creators and how do I make it into a sustainable thing? It's really hard, but mm -hmm. I'm actually really, really happy that because Riverside has decided to sponsor a couple episodes. I don't, um, last uh, episode was sponsored by them. They actually sent out a code. Uh, I think it's holiday 22. Let me check the code really, really quick. If you are thinking about starting your own podcast, I think. Um, obviously you need uh, a platform in which you can you can record yourself if you're thinking video podcasts, especially for Spotify. Riverside is that place. It makes everything so easy. And they gave me a code, which is holidays with an S, holidays 22 for 30% off on any of their uh, Riverside's membership plans. So I would take advantage of that because I don't really know how long this, this um, uh, promo is going to last. But if you're thinking about it, coming into next year this is the best time to do it and i absolutely love riverside i've been using it for more than a year now um super easy great quality but yeah i mean towards the end of the year john i managed to find this right like this little Sweet. uh glimmer of hope it's like yeah i can make <laughs> more episodes with coffee creators because it's so so hard to sustain it you know yeah. when when you're just doing it out of um out of love because <laughs> it's really yeah. It really is my my little baby. So um, anyway, John, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm super glad that you are where you are right now. Um, Thank you. When we had that conversation last year, I know there was a lot of like um, fear. I don't see that fear anymore. And when I, when I look at you, when I talk to you, what I see is excitement. And for those who are listening right now, that's what I want to see. That, that's what I want you guys to experience. And you can experience that. So if you Absolutely. have any questions, yeah, or anything like that, send them to us here, Coffee Creators. It's uh, we're on Instagram at Coffee W Creators, or also reach out to John on his Instagram account. John, what's your Instagram? 
at John Imperial. That's J-O-N-I-M-P-E-R-I-A-L. Got it. All right, guys. Well, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday um, season. And um, we'll see you guys again very, very soon. John, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me.